Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org. Radio.org. Now, here's our show today. God put the book of Job into the Bible as a black background. The speaking of Job and his friends indicated that although they were apparently godly men, they were short of God, and they did not express God. Job and his friends came together to debate, not to fellowship. This is an important point. Matt Miller with you, and Bill Lawson has joined me for our sixth life study from the book of Job. Welcome back to the program, Bill. It's good to be back. I've been away for a while, but it's good to be back here to speak about God's Word. Bill, in the first week of Job programs, we saw there was such a contrast between the picture in Job. It's the black background. But the wonderful picture is God's economy that we see in Paul's epistles. So even though we're on the book of Job, we see a lot of God's economy revealed in the New Testament. I mentioned in our opening word about this black background and the debate. I wonder if you could give an introductory word, Bill, to this thought that goes along with Witness Lee speaking today. Of course, the book of Job is not easily understood by the vast majority of believers. We look at it and we say, you know, what? how did this get into the divine revelation of the canon of a holy scripture? But we have to realize that God put this book of Job in the Old Testament for a particular purpose is to give us a contrast about how we are in our natural life, even as believers. We can be genuine believers, but we are misaiming, Matt. We're not focusing on Christ himself, but we're focusing maybe on building up our own integrity, building up our own uprightness, our self-esteem. We want to be a Christian, yet we also, you know, we want to be spiritual, holy, victorious. We want self-esteem. We want to be respected by others. Yet this is the very background that the Lord uses in the book of Job, trying to unveil to Job and also his three friends that no matter how good 
good we are, how excellent we are, our character, our culture, whatever. God's intention is not to build up our natural person. His intention is that we would enjoy Christ and to build Christ into us. Really, I would say his intention is really to replace us with Christ. We have a lot of, you know, virtues. We have a lot of attributes and many good traits. And so we like to focus on those things and thinking that if we have that, we have the real thing. But we don't have the real thing. And this is the black background. No doubt Job and the three friends thought that they really had something worthwhile. Yet God wanted to unveil to them that what they have is not what he wants. God just wants Christ to be wrought into us and replace us that he would be everything to us. This is the bright picture with the black background. Bill, I don't think I've ever heard another study, another commentary of the book of Job like we're going to hear today and like we've heard in the past few programs. I think it's safe to say that if our listeners stay with us, they're going to really hear a unique view of Job. Let's go to Witness Lee now for the Life Study of Job, message number six, which was originally spoken in December 1992. Again, this is the first round of their debate. Now, after Eliphaz's talk, Job came on in chapters six and seven. Job, in his vindication, he expressed that he had the common knowledge of the struggle, of the vanity, of the trouble, of the suffering. He was so knowledgeable concerning human life, but nothing of Christ, nothing of God in his reality, and nothing of God's economy. God put this book here in order to show the black background. Without black, it's hard for you to discern how white is white. Could you appreciate such a Jew? Then how about his friend? They had nothing of God, concerning God, for God, with God, to fellowship about. Nothing. They only have their capacity to compose their poetry. You see, their poetic capacity is even fully exposed in their kind of vindication, in their kind of rebuking. Today, they are New Testament way. What we want to hear is not anything other than Christ and God. We like to hear God in Christ with the church. Right? But if we are not such kind of persons, how could we speak such words? We speak what we are. We speak what we have. And we speak what we enjoy. And we speak what we love and appreciate. We love Christ. We appreciate God in Christ. And this is our appreciation. And this is even our exaltation. Then our prophesying in the church meetings will be rich, rich in Christ, rich in God, with Christ, and with the church. So we all have to learn to speak for Christ. 
Bill, it's really interesting to me that in Witness Lee's commentary from the book of Job, we're hearing that we all need to learn how to speak for Christ. Could you tie this a little bit together before we go on? Yes. Uh, In the book of Job, we have this kind of dialogue going on between Job and his three friends, and it talking about speaking. And I think uh, the speaking of all the things that we do exposes us, Matt, right, you know, the most of what kind of person we are, how much we have of Christ, how much we're filled with Christ, because what comes out of our mouth is a real vindication of who we really are. So these Job and his three friends were talking in so many different ways. They were challenging God. You know, Job was challenging God. You know, why am I going through this? And what are you doing? And then he was blaming his friends. You know, they were not sympathetic. They didn't show him any kindness. Uh, They didn't supply Job with any real practical help. And then, of course, Job is justifying himself, you know, thinking that he's an excellent person and why are all these things happening to me? So what is being manifested here in the speaking of Job and his three friends is just what we are filled with. If we don't enjoy Christ, if we are not in his word, if we are not soaked with him, if we are not in, in the real fellowship with the other believers, if we don't know how to appreciate Christ, right, how to praise him, how to honor him, how to exalt him, how to love him, then we have nothing to say to others. All we can say to others and even other believers is that, you know, I'm going through difficult times, very hard times. I don't understand what the Lord is doing with me. You know, all we can say to others is something that we are filled with, which is just ourself. But the more we learn how to exalt Christ, enjoy him, appreciate him, then what we speak is something of value. Just like Paul, right? Paul, in the first chapter of Ephesians 1, he's giving a eulogy, or in a sense, he's eulogizing God. He's speaking well of God, how God chose us in him. He predestinated us to be his sons. He redeemed us in Christ, and then he seals us with the Holy Spirit. Paul is full of the speaking of God, full of the content of God, because he learned the secret how to enjoy Christ. And then whatever he said was a benefit and a profit and a supply to others. What a pattern Paul is. I, we can't get away from this contrast between Paul and Job. And uh, I hope our listeners would get this. I hope it's not just something that's over their head, but they could really connect to the fact that we need to learn how to speak. It says they came together to debate not to fellowship. If we're people enjoying Christ, is that what we're going to do when we come together is to debate? We need to learn how to speak Christ. This needs to be a real and practical thing in our experience. Let's go back to Witness Lee as we continue the life study. Dear saints, the Bible is a consistent book, very consistent. It begins with God, it ends with God. It begins with the tree of life, it ends with the tree of life. It begins with the river of the living water, and it ends with the river of living water. Can you see the consistency of the Bible? In this consistent book, the subject is God's economy, God's eternal plan, God's divine arrangement to get something, to get man to contain Christ, to have Christ as man's life, as man's nature, even to an extent as man's person. And this means you have him 
as your life, your nature, your person, you just become him. So you are a Christ man. And you have to know the word in Greek for Christian really means Christ man. You are a Christ man. What is a Christian? Denote the person, Christ person. We all are Christ person. We express Christ by living him, by magnifying him, by exalting in him. So when we come together, either we sing, either we pray, either we talk, either we speak, either we prophesy, whatever we do, just Christ. Whatever we do, just Christ. Bill, this ending here, along with Witness Lee's question, What is a Christian? It reminds me of a famous book, perhaps Watchmanee's most famous book. I think millions of copies have been sold. And the title of the book is The Normal Christian Life. And the normal Christian life is just a life of just Christ. Can you develop this a little bit? Right. It's two little words, Matt. Like you say, just Christ, but it's very profound. When you mention Brother Nee's classic, The Normal Christian Life, it reminds me that back over 30 years ago, that was the very first book that I read when I was brought into contact with Brother Nee's ministry. And I remember reading through that book, I'm just overwhelmed that a person like Brother Nee, it was almost like God was his best friend. He wrote in such a way that Christ was everything to him. I was very deeply touched by that. Especially in Romans 5, we have the matter of being in Adam. In Romans 6, we have the matter of being in Christ. But we need the experience of being in Christ in Romans 8, to be in the Spirit. And, of course, the experience of being, you know, in Adam in Romans 7 is to be in the flesh. Brother Nee really gets into this thing, like you said, concerning the matter of just Christ. And even in the very first chapter here, I was looking at his first chapter in his book, he says that the Apostle Paul gives us his own definition of the Christian life in Galatians 2.20. It is no longer I, but Christ. Here he is not stating something special or peculiar. He is, we believe, presenting God's normal for a Christian, which can be summarized in the words, I live no longer, but Christ lives his life in me. God makes it quite clear in his word that he has only one answer to every human need, his son, Jesus Christ. In all his dealings with us, he works by taking us out of the way and substituting Christ in our place. And when I read that, it reminded me, this is like Job. God wanted to take Job out of the way and replace him with Christ. So he was trying to tear Job down in his natural man, right? Trying to strip him of all of his natural attainments so that Christ himself could be built up in Job and that Job would be a Christ man, not a a very educated, uh, in a sense, uh, with self-esteem, integrity, uprightness, righteousness, self-vindication. The Lord was trying to tear this down right, uh, out of Job, and build Christ into him. So when Brother Nee, you know, wrote that classic book, The Normal Christian Life, this is what he really began to see in a deep way. God only wants Christ lived out of us, lived through us, and expressed from us. You know, I think the stumbling block for most readers or listeners to this program, Bill, might be the fact that God was stripping Job not of bad things. Yeah, He wasn't a bad guy. He was upright. He was fearing God, full of integrity. 
God was taking his integrity away. He was taking away the good things, the blessings that he had received because he wanted him to realize those are not enough. Those don't fulfill my purpose. I want to be everything to you. I want you to express me, not to express your integrity. And I think if the listeners could get this one thing, it would be worth their time in this whole program. Many times, you know, even in the Gospels, the Lord would say, this is my son, you know, the beloved. Hear him. In other words, Moses has to go, Elijah has to go, and eventually the disciples were left with just Jesus only, because that's God's economy. He only wants Christ. He doesn't want our integrity, like you say, our uprightness, our self-vindication, our self-esteem. He just wants Christ. You know, one time, Bill, uh, someone was criticizing us, and uh, they were talking to someone, and this person had visited in the past, and they were talking to him and saying how, you know, these people are really strange, and it was just unlearned or unfamiliar comments. They didn't know us. And the person said, well, wait a minute. Those things aren't true. I know those people personally. If there's anything crazy about them is they only have Christ. They don't have a lot of other things. They don't have Easter bunnies. They don't have Santa Claus. They don't have a lot of things that are other than Christ. They just have Christ. So I guess if we could be criticized for this, Bill, we have to say, okay, if you criticize us for just having Christ at the judgment seat of Christ, we'll be thankful for that criticism. Let's go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study. When you come to New Testament, you can see, my Ephesians 1, the spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. Oh, God's choosing, God's predestinating, Christ redeeming, the Spirit sealing. My, the triumph God becoming one with all the benefited people. Then they become the church, which is the body of the one who fills all you know, the universe. This is Ephesians chapter 1, right? Oh, I bow before the Father and ask him to strengthen you into your inner man that Christ may make his home in your heart that all the fullness of the Godhead may be filling you, making you just his fullness, his expression. Listen to this. But God couldn't talk to you these kind of things. Why? Because you never learned this kind of language. He didn't even get the vocabularies. So when I read Job, when I come up to either chapter 38, I realized God was puzzled there. What to talk to the people? Because Job... The three friends, Elihu, these five, none of them didn't know how to have God, how to enjoy God in Christ. So no wonder this one rebukes, and that one vindicates. And eventually they just, well, they just scold each other. Why they talk this way? Because they were in their kind of culture. So I hope we all will be brought into a further step of our divine culture. 
And this tab is what? It's just to be filled with the divine dispensing of God in Christ to be our life, our life supply, and our everything. Well, Bill, we're on the life study of Job, yet we seem to keep coming back to this point about Christ being our everything, and Job and his friends didn't understand it. So therefore, they criticized, they vindicated, they rebuked, and they scolded one another. What a picture. I think a lot of people can relate to this picture, maybe in something they're experiencing in a negative way. How about you give a final word on Witness Lee's hope here at the end, that we would be filled with the divine dispensing of God in Christ to be our life, our life supply, and our everything. What a contrast to rebuking, vindicating, and scolding one another. Right. As you mentioned, Job, of course, is an Old Testament book, but we keep jumping ahead into the New Testament to try to find the answer, and truly the answer to all of Job's questions is really in the New Testament, especially with the Apostle Paul and his ministry. We know, as Brother Lee mentioned earlier in Genesis, you have God's economy They're laid out in type and in figure. Uh, It's like the blueprint there. You have the tree of life showing God in Christ to be our life and life supply. You have the river that flows by the tree. And then as man would partake of Christ, God in Christ as the tree of life, this divine flow of the triune God would flow in man, flow through man, transform this man into precious materials for God's house, which is God's expression. Of course, that's the blueprint in Genesis 1 and 2. If we go to the end of the Bible in the New Testament, we see the same thing there in the New Jerusalem, right? We have the tree of life is still there. The river of life is there flowing through the entire city. And you have all of God's redeemed built up into one corporate expression. That really shows God's eternal economy from eternity past all the way through eternity future. And this is what God wants. And, of course, Job did not see that. And many, many even dear believers today, it's very difficult to see this. We're so much because of the fall living in the branches of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If we're good, we want to be made better. If we have a few flaws in our character, we want no flaws. We get into behavior modification. We buy a lot of Christian how-to books. We try everything to develop our education, our culture, our self-esteem, yet God does not want any of that. In his economy, God only wants Christ. He wants us to enjoy Christ. He wants us to be filled with Christ. And that's Paul's word in Ephesians chapter 3, that we would be strengthened right through his spirit into our inner man, that Christ, the person, right, would make his home in our hearts. That means he would come into our spirit. He would spread into our soul. Eventually, he would saturate our physical body so that our entire being, right, our spirit, our soul, and body would be saturated and filled with him, then we we would be his corporate testimony to express God in his image and represent him with his dominion. And this is what the Lord was trying to get through with Job, but couldn't because those deeper things of God's economy were not unveiled yet at that time to Job and his three friends. But to us in the New Testament, he says, uh, in the last of these days, he has unveiled these matters to us. So our need today is to be filled with Christ, speak Christ, dispense Christ into others for the building up of his organic body, the church. Bill, you mentioned behavior modification in the how-to Christian books, and it seems like no matter how good a Christian could become, I doubt if they could get their 
behavior to be modified any better than Job. He was at the top of the list. Perfect, integrity, fearing God. So that's not the answer. The answer is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Right. Well, Bill, thanks for joining me today. We've run out of time. It's been an excellent life study. Thank you also for joining us, and we we hope you'll contact us and let us know you're listening and where you're listening. Our phone number is 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. You can also send an email to radio at lsm.org or write to Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Again, the phone number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. On behalf of Bill Lawson, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee spent seven decades in the 20th century speaking Christ, first in Asia and then North America, eventually all over the world. The culmination of those 70 years of ministry was his Life Study of the Bible, an exhaustive exposition of the entire scriptures. This unique commentary focuses on how Christ can be life to man in an experiential and practical way. These programs encapsulate Witnessly speaking in just 26 minutes. But to get the complete riches, visit lifestudy.com. From there you can read all of the Life Study messages in their entirety or download any of our more than 1,700 audio programs at no cost. Again, that website is lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.